everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Anaya podcast. My name is Jessica Yu, one of the co-founders of Anaya and your host for this episode. Today, we have Kelsey Chen to tell us a bit about her journey in activism. Kelsey is a Barnard College and Manhattan School of Music junior studying sociology and flute. She is New York State Assemblywoman Yulene News campaign manager and a flutist for the New York Youth Symphony. She founded Trains for Change in August of 2020 to combat anti-Asian racism and support New York City's Chinatown and AAPI communities. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, it's so nice to be here. Yeah, great. So I thought maybe we can start with Cranes for Change. Could you tell us a bit about how and why you started Cranes for Change? Yeah, of course. So Cranes for Change is an earring shop that I founded in August of 2020 to kind of exactly what you said, to raise funds and combat anti-Asian racism and support China channels like Asian American communities. I, I love making earrings and I kind of was like, how can I change, how can I turn this hobby that I've spent a lot of time on and, you know, make it into something more impactful and positive. There was a lot of like small businesses in New York City's Chinatown shutting down in early, like uh, kind of like all the way from like last spring into the summer and even currently due to the lack of revenue because like um there was like this there was like this terrible assumption that like, oh all Asians have like COVID and that's like and so like all the businesses in Chinatown were like losing all this revenue because no one was going so I just started like raising money to support a bunch of organizations that uh, use the money and then donate it to support these businesses and then it's kind of just like expanded from there you know supporting the like Asian American communities is something very like near and dear to my heart so I just wanted to find a way to contribute but also you know like do it in a way that was like that made sense for me because I'm a full-time student and all that yeah definitely I think that's incredibly important, especially now with the rising anti-Asian violence in New York City, which is where you're based. And it's quite horrific to hear about what's happening, like back in March, when a man attacked a 65-year-old woman and stomped on her and made anti-Asian comments. And not to mention the shooting in Atlanta, where six of the eight killed were Asian women. And a New York Times article that I recently read by Sabrina Tavernis said that those racially motivated attacks have actually led Asian Americans to be more politically active. The article mentioned that at least 158 Asian Americans ran for state legislatures in 2020. And according to AAPI data, that's up by 15% from 2018. So what I'm trying to say here is that there's definitely a shift happening regarding the attitudes of Asian Americans towards politics. And I think that's a good shift. Um, before, Asian Americans usually held their silence. And now I see more and more people speaking out. So does this kind of shift in any way relate to your experience working as a campaign manager for Yuling New in New York City? Yeah, definitely. So I guess I can talk about kind of like how I got into like activism slash politics. Like I never intended to go into politics, like kind of like that was not that was not something that was on my priority list. If we even look back to like, you know, March right before the pandemic really kind of hit New York. So what happened was that um, I lion dance like um, it's like a Chinese like martial arts slash dance style. And I danced for United East Asian Athletics Lion Dance and the building that they were housed in um, unfortunately burned down. And this was 70 Mulberry. It was kind of like a big deal for like the Asian American community in like Manhattan Chinatown. And kind of like my first time really like participating in Asian American issues was like the Chinatown Fire Relief Fundraiser. And that was like that raised, I don't know, ten dollars to $14,000 kind of like for all the organizations that were hosted in that building. One of those being like the Museum of Chinese American, also Chen China Dance. I think that's what it was. Yeah. And Yulene was at that fundraiser and I saw her speak and I was like, oh, my God, I have to like work for this lady somehow. Like, I don't, I don't care how I'm just going to like find a way. Um, and I was so inspired kind of like all, like all these Asian creatives sort of coming together and working on that. So that was like well, that was like right as the pandemic was starting, kind of like last March, like last March, last February. And then 
kind of like as all these things were happening, you know, like these businesses in Chinatown were suffering a lot. You know, there was like the rise in anti-Asian attacks. I was like, we need to do something. Like, I didn't I didn't know what, what I was going to do. But I'd like, you know, we need to find a way to sort of, I, I need to find a way to get involved somehow. I was, at the time, I was not campaign manager for Yulin. I was just volunteering for her. But like, then along with my work with Korean Change, which started like in August, I was like, how can, how can I help out? Asian American advocacy is increasing right now kind of out of necessity it's not i don't think anyone ever wants to have to like advocate for their, our communities because we're getting like you know like, like abused and like hit, like killed in the streets but it's like we do it because it's out of necessity and out of like love for our communities so i think that like you know it's been really heartening to see everyone sort of come out and like to and support you know, all these people you know it's it's because we have to and i think even though like that necessity is not necessarily something I, I don't i don't wish that we had to i also think that it speaks to sort of all the love that we have for like our communities and our families in doing so mm-hmm. yeah for sure uh do you mind giving us a few examples of some things you've done as campaign manager yeah, I mean, we're not in like an active campaign year. So like I became campaign manager in like January, February. But I think sort of like during my time with Yulin, it's been all about like, you know, supporting the Asian American community in Chinatown or just like our, our, our constituents in general. So like Yulin is the uh, New York State Assemblywoman for District 65. And so that's Lower Manhattan in Chinatown. And like Yulin bought like literally hundreds and thousands of like pieces of PPE and we just like distribute that to the community and I'm sure like if you're kind of like around Manhattan Chinatown you know like one of her good friends Patrick Mock and he runs 46 Mott Street Bakery and they donate like hundreds of meals every day to like senior citizens and the homeless in Chinatown I think like the biggest thing is like being there for your community and whatever that means so is that you know like is that like PPE like especially during COVID all these things about like vaccinations and testing and all of that it's kind of just like how can we be there for the community during these difficult times um and so it's kind of been like a combination of all these different things mm-hmm. yeah for sure mm-hmm. definitely um this is not the end of this conversation mm-hmm. for today i also want to talk a little bit about your experience of being asian american at barnard college mm-hmm. so i think there tends to be the idea that columbia and barnard are pretty liberal schools mm-hmm. So do you think that holds true? And can you tell us a bit about what it's like to study at a very prestigious institution and what that's like for you as an Asian American woman? Yeah, definitely. So I think about the liberal thing. So Columbia has like a bunch of different schools. Columbia University is like Barnard. There's like CC, Columbia College, there's C's, there's GS. There's like, so there's many like different sort of like little schools with under the Columbia University umbrella. Barnard is definitely the most liberal, like flat out, <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, it's a woman's college. The student body is very like, so, like social political activism focused, you know, it's all about like women's equality. I think like all the girls I know, we all do different things. Like one of my friends, like she's, she works for like, it's a nonprofit that advocate, that provides legal services to like undocumented immigrants you know i do a lot of stuff with chinatown one of my other close friends she worked she worked to like get grants for small like indian woman businesses um in india and like liberal or not like it's all about like social activism and like how how can we use our resources to help others i just think that it's a wonderful space to, like interact with women your age you know and who are all working on really cool things to sort of like you know change the world as someone who goes to barnard i recognize that there's incredible pr- privilege to going to like an ivy league school and all that elitist stuff like i don't believe in any of that but because i study at a place like this it's it's you know it's my responsibility i feel like that you have a duty to use your privilege in a way that like helps other people like what like in whatever form that takes and I think Barnard is cool because like Grace Lee Boggs she's like one of like the big like American Asian American activists and she went to Barnard um and my mom went to Barnard my mom is um she was she's very like the fairy tale like classic Asian American dream you know she came to this country she came to America when she was 12 from Serena and like she and my grandma they they owned a restaurant you know my mom like delivered takeout all throughout college but she went to Barnard and there's something really special about being the daughter of like an Asian American woman who like made it 
However, we can say like your American dream, like she made it. So I carry that legacy with me and I'm really proud um, to sort of like follow in her footsteps. It's like a bunch of different things wrapped up. I, I like going here. I'm not going to say that Columbia and Barnard's perfect, especially because like it's been very public that like the TA students and like the grad workers are on strike right now at Columbia. And so like I'm not your person to say that Columbia's perfect because like pay your graduate workers like, oh my God. But like putting that aside, I've been I've enjoyed my time at Barnard immensely. So, you know, but nothing's perfect. So <laughs> I think we'll say that also. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that insight with mm-hmm. us. And um, just to wrap up a little bit, do you have any advice for high schoolers or college students who are looking to participate in activism? Mm-hmm. I know you see that there are many different channels of activism, like mm-hmm. you have Trains for Change, but you're also directly politically involved. So what are some things that you know students can do? So, I mean, everyone has their different road to, like, activism as it'd be. Like, you know, I kind of got involved because, like, um, following, like, that 70 Mulberry Fire, that was, like, kind of the first time I really w- went out and, like, did a fundraising thing. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do. So, like, before I ever did politics, I did a lot of, like, fundraiser concerts because I'm a flutist. I would play for, like, these, like, charity fundraiser concert things and I'd play at nursing homes. I think right now we have this sense like activism is like going to a protest and going to a rally and like raising money. And these are all good things. But like, you know, a movement like this Asian American movement, whatever it is, it can take so many forms. Crazy Change is at its core like an earring shop. I don't I don't believe that I'm doing anything revolutionary. I'm just like very honored that people have bought. So I am able to use that money and donate it to places. And I think that like if we take into account like activism as something that can be part of like the fabric of our lives and not even in just like it's not all about like the big actions. It's about, you know, how can you support on a day? a weekly basis in the way that like you incorporate it into your life i think there's such a focus on like national level politics but like all these local level politicians the stuff that they do really impacts their constituents i would encourage high school students to seek out like do you know who your state assembly person is do you know who your congressperson is you know looking more locally is a great way to like start because it makes you much more aware of like what's happening in your community and i think that's important but more than that there's no one way to get into activism and i would encourage people to be creative you know whether that's like starting an earring shop or like anything else yeah yeah, I think that's a great point. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to create something super big to mm-hmm. have like meaningful impact in your community. Mm-hmm. And that's really important for students to know because we tend to get caught up in these big things. And yeah, it's like that stereotype where it's like you have to found a club in high school in order to get in college. Like you have to do a thing. <laughs> and I think that's toxic in a way because like it always pushes us to like be pioneers. And like yes, you can pioneer, but every movement needs people to not only be the leader. You know, you need people who are gonna put in the work in other meaningful ways. You know, like talking to your community. You know, getting involved on like a micro level. That to me is more important than like oh I need to found the next big thing. Like yes, like there will be those people, but I think it's wrong to put those pressure on like high school students. Well, you don't know what you want. And for those people who are scared and are like, I have no idea what that means, like, that's okay, too. And I hope people know that. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Kelsey. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're probably extremely busy. Um, so thank you for talking to us today and sharing with us your story, especially about, you know, Cranes for Change and your role as a campaign manager. Um, mm-hmm. I know I learned a lot from you, and I'm sure we're all very inspired by your actions. So once again, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, like times are hard, times are scary. So I just want to encourage everyone to sort of like lean on people who support you and, you know, be there for others who also need that support. So yeah, I hope, you know, everyone's doing well. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of the Anaya podcast. We'll see you in further episodes.